aboard in Orchestraville. Orchestraville? Where's that? You change, you change four score and seven to to eighty-seven. Oh, that view is tremendous. A landing was made this morning on the coast of France by troops of the Allied Expeditionary Force. I don't blame them for dyeing your hair, I said, but they waited too long to embalm it. Time now for spinning my dad's vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Beccarello. Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 58 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. The Boob Tube. The idiot box. TV is only a fad. No matter how badly that living room screen has been disparaged, there has been some great music from some great shows over the years. So, get ready to run some memories through those old brain tubes of yours for Volume 58, TV's Golden Hits. Oh, we have both kinds, country and western, Rawhide. (laughs) That show aired from January 9th, 1959 until January 4th, 1966 on CBS for 144 episodes. For three seasons, it made the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings. The main cast included Eric Fleming as Gil Favor, Clint Eastwood as Rowdy Yates, Sheb Woolley as Pete Nolan, Paul Brinager as Wishbone, Robert Cabal as Jesus Patines, Rocky Shahan as Joe Scarlett, and James Murdoch as Mushy. It was this show that set Eastwood's star on the horizon. 
Rawhide was composed by Dmitry Tiomkin and Ned Washington. Tiomkin is also noted as the composer for High Noon and Washington for When You Wish Upon a Star. Okay, why this album? I kept shuffling this one in and out of the possible playlist because of the great TV shows it represented, and of course the music itself. After several of these shows and theme songs showed up in various online conversations, I decided it was time. And these are really great renditions of these tunes. Looking over the list of shows represented here, I can only recall watching a couple of them with my dad. Of the tunes I chose for this episode, I only remember seeing Man From U.N.C.L.E. and the Jackie Gleason show on a regular basis with him. Now, one of the other shows represented here I have binge-watched twice in the last five or six years. Classic comedy TV. (laughs) And now... Good evening. Alfred Hitchcock Presents, aired from October 2, 1955 until September 6, 1965 on CBS and NBC for 361 episodes. For three seasons, the show made the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings, and in the fall of 1962, it was expanded to an hour and retitled The Alfred Hitchcock Hour. The series won Emmys for writing, directing, and editing. 
an anthology show. The cast changed from week to week, but featured a host of up-and-coming actors. The theme is based on Gunad's The Funeral March of the Marionette. NBC revived Alfred Hitchcock Presents in 1985 with new episodes based on old scripts. The introductions were by the master himself, Hitchcock, but NBC had them transformed from black-and-white film to color. All right, let's learn about the album that I have picked for this episode. Frank Chaxfield and his orchestra, TV's Golden Hits. It's on the Complete Records label, number 671020-1. It's a vinyl LP album format. It's stereo, a club edition. Released in 1986, it's of the pop, stage, and screen genre. Its style is novelty, soundtrack, Theme. Now, I'm not going to read the liner notes because I'm using them to tell you about each song. So let's see what Discogs.com has to say about the record value. Lowest at $1.12, highest at $2.25, median $1.69. Not a whole lot. It was last sold on Discogs.com May 7th, 2021. eBay had several in the $10 range. I couldn't find one on Amazon, but they had the collection tucked away in their streaming service. Now, my dad's record is in fair condition. There's some pretty good hiss in the lower volume sections. The album cover is in poor condition because it's a cutout. For those that don't know what that is, when LPs were the primary medium for the commercial distribution of sound recordings, manufacturers would they would cut the corner or punch a hole or add a notch just like this to the spine of the jacket of unsold records returned from the retailers. These cutouts might then be resold to record retailers and other sales outlets uh, for sale at a highly discounted price. And believe me, I spent many weekends perusing the bins, the cutout bins, at many a record store in my area. So I think I will value my dad's record at 50 cents. Next up is a tune that I've always liked from a show that I've never seen.
Peter Gunn aired September 22, 1958 until September 26, 1960 on NBC and from October 3, 1960 until September 21, 1961 on ABC for 114 episodes. The show finished in the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings for one season. The cast included Craig Stevens as Peter Gunn, Lola Albright as Edie Hart, Herschel Bernardi as Lieutenant Jacoby, Hope Emerson and Minerva Uricle as mother. The show was created by Blake Edwards and the theme composed by Henry Mancini. Edwards was later to create, create and produce the Pink Panther theatrical films, which featured Mancini's Pink Panther theme. In 1967, Edwards produced a feature film, Gun. RCA released two successful albums of music from this series, The Music of Peter Gunn and More Music from Peter Gunn. Yes, my father has both of those. Peter Gunn was a number eight hit for the Ray Anthony Orchestra in January 1959 and a number 27 hit for Dwayne Eddy in October 1960. Now, remember, these are not the original songs that were used in each show, so let's meet the orchestra leader. Francis Charles Chaxfield was born May 9, 1914. He was an English pianist, organist, composer, arranger, and conductor of popular light orchestral easy listening music who had great success in Britain and internationally in the 1950s and early 1960s. Chaxfield was born in Battle East, Sussex, and as a child learned to play piano and organ. He had appeared at Hastings Music Festivals by the time he was 14. He became one of Britain's best-known orchestra leaders internationally and is estimated to have sold more than 20 million albums worldwide. His material was mood music, similar to that of Monovani, including ballads, waltzes, and film themes. In 1954, he began presenting a series on BBC TV, which continued occasionally until the early 1960s. He continued to release new and reissued music into the 1990s. Chaxfield died in Kent on June 9, 1995, after having suffered for several, uh, for several years from Parkinson's disease. Now, that's the facts, and only the facts.
spinning my dad's vinyl. The Man from Uncle aired from September 22, 1964 until January 15, 1968 on NBC for 104 episodes. It made the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings for one season and won an Emmy Award for special effects. The premiere episode was created by Ian Fleming, the author of the James Bond books. The cast included Robert Vaughn as Napoleon Solo, David McCallum as Elia Karakin, Leo G. Carroll as Alexander Waverly, and Mario Saletti as Del Floria. The show had a spinoff, The Girl from UNCLE, which starred Stephanie Powers as April Dancer. The agents from the United Network Command for Law Enforcement, UNCLE, fought the evil forces of Thrush, an international crime syndicate. Solo and Kurakin were back for a reunion TV film in Return of the Man from UNCLE on April 5th, 1983. And before that, we heard Dragnet 
which aired from January 3rd, 1952 until September 6th, 1959 on NBC for 263 episodes. There was a seven-year station break between 59 and 67, and it returned on January 12th, 1967 until September 10th, 1970 again on NBC for an additional 98 episodes, making a grand total of 361 episodes. For seven seasons, it was ranked in the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings and during its first three seasons won the Emmy Award for Best Mystery. The series has been rerun under the title Badge 714. The cast included Jack Webb as Sergeant Joe Friday, Barton Yarborough as Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Ben Romero of 51, Barney Phillips as Sergeant Ed Jacobs, 52, Herb Ellis as Officer Frank Smith, 52, Ben Alexander as Officer Frank Smith, 53 through 59, and Harry Morgan as Officer Bill Gannon, 1967 through 70, several years before he joined the cast of MASH, as Colonel Potter. The Dragnet theme is also known as Dragnet March and Danger Ahead. The theme was a hit for Ray Anthony and his orchestra in 1953 and a parody of the theme, St. George and the Dragonette by Stan Freeberg reached number one for four weeks in 1953. Actually, St. George was my introduction to Stan Freeberg and the wonderful sound effects he could make and would make. Uh, time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with one of the actors I mentioned earlier. Have you ever heard the story that Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds were fired from Universal Studios on the same day? Well, I've actually heard it from Reynolds in interviews I, that I've seen. But here's what I found after further investigation into that rumor, thanks to a story I found by Matthew Wilson posted on March 8th, 2021 on Outsider.com. Before they became the movie stars they ended up becoming, Universal Studios fired both Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood in the same year. The studio obviously didn't know talent, but it made for a hilarious story Reynolds loved retelling through his career. Both Eastwood and Reynolds were under contract for Universal Studios in 1958. But a year later, the two actors and friends saw their fortunes reversed. The studio let both of them go the same year, but for differing reasons. For Eastwood, Universal didn't like how the actor looked. Most notably, they didn't like Eastwood's prominent Adam's apple. But in Reynolds' case, the studio thought the actor couldn't act and therefore let him go. In his retelling, Reynolds admitted to spicing up the story by telling media outlets they had been fired on the same day. Well, Eastwood was, I always tell, the story that we were fired the same day, but we weren't, Reynolds told CNN's Larry King. We were fired the same year, and he was fired because his Adam's apple stuck out too far. He talked too slow. He had a chipped tooth, and he wouldn't get it fixed. And I said, why are you firing me? And they said, you can't act. <laughs> Their firing led to a humorous exchange between Reynolds and Eastwood. Reynolds confessed to Eastwood that the fistful of dollars actor's prospects were worse than his. I said to Clint, you know, you were really screwed because I can learn how to act. You can't get rid of that Adam's apple, Reynolds said with a laugh. <laughs> Funny story. And now, to the moon, Alice. To the moon!
The Jackie Gleason Show, aired from September 17, 1966 until September 12, 1970 on CBS. For two seasons, it made the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings. This Gleason series was a variety show composed of sketches and special episodes devoted to single subjects, such as musical tributes featuring various guest stars, but more than one half of the telecast were one-hour episodes of the reborn Honeymooners. Gleason starred as Ralph Cramden. Art Carney portrayed Ed Norton. Sheila McRae played Alice Cramden, and Jane Keene played Trixie Norton. The show was taped in Miami Beach, Florida, and also featured the June Taylor dancers. Johnny Olson was the announcer, and the orchestra was directed by Sammy Spears. The theme song, Melancholy Serenade, was written by Gleason in 1953. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Thinking about what shows from this album my family watched brought back memories of the times we did watch some shows regularly, like Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, All in the Family, and a whole lot more. Except MASH. My dad hated MASH. So let's finish with a tune I heard 316 times within a three-year period a while back. Well, that's what binge-watching a show twice will do. that show 
The Dick Van Dyke Show, aired from October 3rd, 1961 until September 7th, 1966 on CBS for 158 episodes. For four seasons, it made the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings. It won numerous Emmy Awards for writing and direction and also won four Emmys as Best Comedy Show, while Dick Van Dyke won three Emmys as Best Comedy Actor and Mary Tyler Moore won two for Best Actress in a Comedy. The cast include Van Dyke as Rob Petch, Moore as Laura Petrie, Larry Matthews as Richie, Richie Petrie, Maury Amsterdam as Buddy Sorrell, Rosemarie as Sally Rogers, and Morgan Gilbert as Millie Helper, Jerry Paris as Jerry Helper, Richard Deacon as Mel Cooley, and Carl Reiner as Alan Brady. Earl Hagen, who wrote the theme music, also composed the theme music to The Andy Griffith Show, Gomer Pyle, The Dukes of Hazard, and Mike Hammer. By the way, all those song notes were researched and written by Ken Beck. The album was produced by Tony Diamato and Roger Bain. And there you have selections from a collection of great TV theme songs. So thanks for tuning into Volume 58, TV's Golden Hits, however you do. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops, and my girlfriend for Volume 59. That's L-O-V-E for Valentine's Day. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. <laughs>